chapter uh, 10, verse 10. John 10, 10. And um, let's, yeah, we're just going to chat this morning. Be very informal. And I want to encourage you. I want to, yeah, that's my goal. Yeah. John chapter 10, verse 10. And um, let me see. You guys are there? Say amen if you're there. It reads this. It says, I'm in the ESV. It says, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Okay. I repeat out to me. It said, Jesus came so we can have life and have it more abundantly. Let me, let me give you another one. Um, go to Proverbs chapter 18 in the Old Testament. Proverbs chapter 18 and then verse 21. Proverbs 18 and 21. I just want to read this one phrase out of context. And um, just the A part of chapter 21. And I'll say if you want to have some fun, read chapter Proverbs 18 in its entirety. It just has some really good stuff in there. If you're in verse 21, say amen. Okay. And all it says is this, death and life are in the power of the tongue. You guys have all heard that before, right? Repeat after me. Say, self. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen. Here's a weird introduction, um, and, and I'm, I'm, risking, I'm risking sounding like a prosperity preacher today, um, so don't misinterpret me, but I just want to encourage you, so I'm going to sound like that briefly. Today is um, June, I mean, no, April 9th. April, yeah. Dang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I can't be a prosperity teacher, because I messed the dates up. Say you can get blessed in February, and it'll be like December. Yeah. Here's what I want to say to you. Um, today is, if my calculations are correct, exactly 99 days into 2017. Yeah. Tomorrow is going to be what? Yeah. Remember when we started the year, start strong? Come on, start strong how? And I said the first 100 year days really sets the course. For the remainder of the year, don't raise your hands. Don't raise your hands. 99 days in, how many of you have already forgotten and dropped your resolution? Uh-huh. I said, don't raise it because I don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of get what I'm saying? But just, just process it yourself. We're 99 days in, and the goal was to start strong and to finish strong. And how many of us have already dropped the ball, right? Um, the things that we said we're going to do, the places we're going to go, all that good stuff. We've already, come on, y'all, the resolutions we've made, right? So here's what I want to do today. I want to give you a chance to start over. And um, let's make it right and get to where God would have us to go. Um, is Maria here? Maria Moore, is she here? Is, is she here? Regina. Regina, Regina, is she here? No? I am excited about Regina. Uh, let me tell you why I'm excited about Regina. I am. I'll tell you why. Because of death and life being in the power of the tongue and what I want to say this morning to you because I want, to hear, want you to hear me say this. This lady came to our church in desperation, and um, her cry was on a regular basis, my son has been incarcerated, and he's facing major sentencing for a crime that I don't believe he did. And where others may have doubted uh, Regina along the way, she stayed faithful 
and, and she came to church and, and came to that altar every Sunday. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, every, when I say every Sunday, y'all understand. I'd be like, lady, didn't you get saved last week? You know, <laughs> but she kept coming and kept coming, and she would come to the office and bombard the office, and she just kept praying and crying out and praying and crying out, and she kept speaking positively, um, this is what God's going to do for me, and God did it. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. When, when I heard that, I was tripping out because I was like, man, there's a real-life example of a person speaking life and not death and God moving, right? So I was very, very excited about that to see what God is doing and what God is saying there. On the other vein, I have, I have a brother. Um, he's right under me. When this guy was a kid, um, we would badmouth him like crazy. We would say to him, you're going to amount to nothing. You're going to be a garbage man. You're going to be, I mean, we would badmouth him like crazy. Um, and guess what? He ended up going to jail. He ended up living what we said he was going to be. You kind of get what I'm saying? And, and, and I guess he got to the place where he finally said, if that's what you think about me, I might as well go on and do it. Um, the good story of the, the way this thing ends is that uh, God got a hold of him and he finally turned his life around. But, but what's sad is that how his own family set him up for failure by speaking negatively in his life, right? As opposed to being encouraging and all that good stuff. So when that guy went to jail, I, I spent a lot of time, um, Katani and I just invested in him because I felt bad because I was part of that negative speaking. You kind of get what I'm saying. And, but when God got a hold of him and he turned his life around, I, I was very excited about to see God do that. Here's what I want to say to you today. And it's not going to be some crazy stuff. One of the reasons that God fills you with the Holy Spirit, and this is where I'm going to sound like a prosperity guy, but there's truth there, is so you can speak life into situations and into circumstances. I want you all to hear me say that. Come on. Is that you are empowered to speak life. All right? You're empowered to speak life. You are empowered to speak Life. Okay, turn to them and say, neighbor, you are empowered to speak life. Come on, one more time. Say, you are empowered to speak life. And, and I'm going to review as quick as I can, and I want to just land someplace, and, and we won't have time to flesh this out, but go with me to uh, chapter 1 of the book of Acts, and let me just give you context. And if you have been listening to the series on Help Fill the Ark, um, you should be tracking along with me. This is the other side of the purpose of the Holy Spirit that I want us to understand with me. And I'm going to narrate and I'm going to walk through really, really fast. But I want to just make the point that I want to make and then we're going to pray. Because I, I feel that, that somebody in here is discouraged. Somebody in here is going through what they're going through in life. And the only reason God has me up in front of you this morning is to release a prophetic word that you can change your situation, that you can change your circumstance, that you don't have to be where you need to be. Are you with me? And I really feel the Lord is just, that's the only place that God has me this morning. And it's a weird place for me to kind of get, um, because I'm one of those guys that will say to you, I don't have a prophetic gifting. There's others with that gifting, but there are times when you're preaching, God wants me to speak prophetically. 
And I think this is one of those prophetic moments this morning where somebody would be encouraged. Now, let me walk you through chapter 1. When we were in Acts chapter 1, here's what we said. And, and, and if you're visiting, um, be patient with us. But God just had us in this place this morning. In Acts chapter 1, we saw God speaking to Jesus after he got up from the dead, speaking to his disciples, encouraging them, telling them um, to stay in Jerusalem, verse 4. While staying with them, he ordered them not to depart to Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, you'll remember with me when we got to verse 6, look at verse 6. Verse 6 says that when they came together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Now, you all will remember with me when we got to that, I made light of this by saying to you that here Jesus is talking about his kingdom, and here the Israelites are saying, I mean, his disciples are saying, well, what about us, right? What about us? Is this going to be the time that you're going to restore Israel to prominence and to all that stuff? And then it seems as if Jesus just skirts the question and don't pay attention to what there says. And he talks about in verse 8 where he says, um, Verse 7, he said, it is not for you to know the times or the season that the Father has fixed by his own authority. Verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the all parts of the earth. And we talked about back then that the dominant reason for the Holy Spirit was to do what God wants done in the earth realm. It was not so much about personal gain. I needed to set that foundation up front because I, 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 I don't want us to miss Jesus' true purpose for dying on Calvary and the true purpose for the Holy Spirit coming into the earth realm. So when they asked God, what about us? Jesus said, well, this is what I am going to do through you. And then he talked about witnessing. And we got to Acts chapter 2. Jump over to chapter 2 really quick. And then in chapter 2, um, verse 1, they were up there in the, in the upper room. The Holy Spirit came. It filled the house. Um, we talked about the gift of tongues that landed on each of them. And they began to speak in other tongues as God gave them utterance, okay? But now, here's where I want to pick up. So, verse uh, 5, kind of talk about the people that were dwelling in Jerusalem, um, and how they all heard the gospel proclaimed in their own language. Now, look with me now at verse 12. If you are at Acts chapter 2, verse 12, say amen, because I want to talk there, and then we're going to read, and, and I'll be done. It won't be long. Say amen if you're there. Amen. Look at verse 12. And they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? Okay? And others mocking said, they are filled with new wine. Now, the question that's being asked here, just contextually so you can track with me, is these disciples, just unlearned men, just released the gift of tongues. They spoke in the holy, um, they just spoke other languages. People that were there heard the gospel proclaimed in their own language. And then once they heard the gospel, the question is raised. Man, what is all this commotion about? What is all this noise about? What is really happening here that's going on, right? And then verse 14 picks up where Peter now, lock into this. Peter, standing with the 11, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Now look at what Peter said. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, 
Let this be known to you and give ear to my words. Verse 15, these men are not drunk as you suppose since it is only the third hour of the day or since it is only nine o'clock in the morning. The liquor stores aren't open yet. That's what he's saying. Too early to get drunk. Some of y'all, hey, I mean, you kept your own stash. Okay. But now look at 16. And this is where I want to explain some things. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. Okay? Now, let me, let me, let me slow down and let me explain this this way. The first thing I wanted you to understand was that the purpose of the Holy Spirit was to do what God wants done through you. Say, number one, it's about God. Say, come on, say, number one, it's about God. Say it just like that. Number one, it's about God. Say that. Number one, it's about God. Good. Now, here's what I need you to know. When you read Acts chapter 2, about God just happened. Everybody heard the gospel, right? Now, Peter's going to preach some more. He's going to preach some more. But he says, in addition to it being about God, this is Felix's translation, some of it is about us. And I want, I want to hang there. Some of it is about us, okay? Not only will God use you for his purposes, but when he's done, he's finished using us, he wants to bless us for allowing us to be used by him. Anybody know that God is not your normal pimp where he'll use you and not pay you? He'll use you and pay you back. Come on, excuse the vernacular, but I want, I want y'all to understand what I'm saying. When God says, I need you to do, and you do, he rewards. Remember the question back in 1 and 4. God, when the Spirit come, is that when you're going to restore Israel? And he said, number one, it's about me. And so I just did me. And then now, number two, I'm going to bless the vessels that I just used. So watch Peter. Watch Peter. What's going on? Peter says, verse 16, but this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. Okay? And then listen to what he says now. In the last days, it shall be as God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall do what? Prophesy, and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams even on the male servants and female servants. And in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy, right? And then look at um, verse 19. It says, and it shall, I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And then he ends it like this. And it shall come to pass that everyone or whoever calls on the name of the Lord in those last days will be saved, okay? Now, let me explain, let me explain, let me explain, let me explain. Okay, now, here's what I need you to know. So they're saying, what's happening here? And Peter gets up, and Peter says, God's finally doing what God said he's going to do. What are you talking about, Peter? Well, remember Joel? 
Remember, let me say it this way, when we were broke down and we were persecuted and we were beaten up and we lost dreams and we lost visions and we lost prophecy and God was silenced and we were slaves and we were captives, remember back then? It's my time, baby. But I didn't forget God, so I let him use me first. Now it's me. So watch this. First, go back to 16. This is what was spoken or uttered through. Some of your translation says by the prophet Joel. That same word, by or through, can be translated either way. And and what that word means, I want you all to hear me say this. What that word means is the person speaking is not really speaking. They're being used to say what needs to be said. Through. Through. Okay, so don't stop on Joel. The question is, who was speaking through Joel? Or who was speaking by Joel, right? If, if you want to deal with the grammar, it's, it's what's known as a passive voice, meaning that Joel is just standing there and something is coming out of him, but it's not Joel speaking. Okay, now here's the important thing that I want y'all to miss about, not miss, that's nuanced about what's happening here, is that same word through is written in a tense that says that this thing happened way back here, but whenever that person is being used again, the same thing that happened back there is still true right now. And that's called the perfect tense. Okay, so it happened yesterday, but it continues to have effect today. Okay, now here's what I need you to know about the perfect tense. It never ends. It never ends. It never ends. It keeps going. So tomorrow, if, if, if that same person speak, what happened way back then and what happened that other day still happens today. So what I want to share with you is truth that God released into the atmospheric realm that the moment you do it after God uses you. It can be true in your life. Say, God first, first. me second. second. One more time. God first, first. me second. Now watch the text. So through. So here's what the other thing you need to know. When this prophecy was given, the Israelites had just suffered the demise of the plague of locusts um, back in the day, and they were despondent. They were discouraged. They didn't know how they were going to make it. They didn't know what tomorrow was going to look like. They had no hope. And then the prophet came and said, in the last days, God's going to restore Israel back to where Israel needs to be, okay? So this word here that God said he's going to do to Israel, uh, I want us to see it relevant to us, and then I'm done with this. So notice what he says. In the last days, he says, verse 17, in the last days declares who? God. I will pour out my spirit on who? All flesh. Now, notice the word days is plural. I think that's true for everyone's translation. It doesn't say last day. It says days, right? Now, let me tell you why that's important. The last days began when Jesus entered the earth realm. Okay? When he was born in that manger, the last days began. Are you with me? The last days began. Because remember with me that God said when Adam and Eve sinned, I'm going to send my Savior. Are you hearing me, right? To restore you. So the moment the Savior showed up, that was day one of the last days. Okay? Now lock into this. Lock into this. 
When Jesus was ascended in Acts chapter 1, you notice that the, 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 the angel that showed up says, hey, this same Jesus that you see going away, he's going to do what? Come back. So here's the thing. When Jesus comes back the second time, that's the last day, singular. It's done. When he come back, it ain't no second Holy Spirit, and you getting another 10, no, no, no. He come back for his church. So in the last days is when we need to respond to the gospel. So here's what I need you to know. So in the last days, during the days, and here's what happened in the last days, and this is what Peter's trying to get them to understand. Jesus came, he died, he lived a life, he did all that stuff, he went home to heaven. And so once Jesus took off, Peter wants them to hear him say that Jesus releases now the Holy Spirit into the earth realm to sustain his church during the days. So in the last days, I will pour my spirit on who? Everybody talk to me. On who? This is important. This is important. Not just the Jews. All. All is a very, very deep word. I mean, when you do some, some, some study on it, and you study the Greek, and you go, you go deep on that word, that word all is so deep, it means all. <laughs> it's, it's a deep word. All means all. Are you with me? So, so no one is excluded. The drug addict, the pimp, the punk, the prostitute, the married, the sinner, the lost. Come on, are you with me? Everyone has an opportunity. That's why he says whoever calls, they too can have this benefit. Oh, you got to hear me. You got to hear me. You got to hear me. It, just call him. You can get this. So watch this. Everyone now, Peter says, has an opportunity. And notice what he says. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to end with prophecy. I like the fact sons and daughters. In the last days, the spirit is not restricted to a specific gender. Male and who? That's very, very important. Come on, y'all. That's, that's very, 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 very important. Um, because before the last days, it was male only. Come on, y'all. But now that we're in the last days, it's not male only because all means everyone. So Paul is trying to, I mean, Peter's trying to define who the all is. So sons and daughters, all gender, all gender, all gender, right? And then look at what he says. Young men shall see visions and old men shall dream dreams. And that word men, anthropos, is the Greek word, which means neutral, male or female. They're going to see visions and they're going to see dreams. Not only is there no age limit, I mean, uh, what do you call it, gender restriction, there is no age restriction. It's not just the old folk, but the young people can get this too. Okay, let me keep going. Last thing. And then it says, um, where is it at? It says, even on your male servants and female servants, I'm going to pour out my spirit. There is no socioeconomic class <laughs> associated with who can have this benefit. So come on, say all means all. all, means all. Say it again. Say all means all. So here's where I want to land. Here's what's going to happen to these people. They're going to dream dreams again. They're going to see visions again. And then they're going to be able to speak life, prophesy. They're going to dream dreams again. They're going to have visions again. And then they'll be able to speak life, prophesy. Okay, I'm done. My message is done. They're going to dream dreams again. They'll be able to speak, I mean, see visions, 
um, and then they'll be able to speak life. Okay? Now, let me, let me say it this way. I did, I did some work on the word prophecy there, and what I love about that word prophecy there is that prophecy means just that, prophecy. And um, it's an interesting word that, that, that Peter is using because he's saying, when the Holy Spirit comes upon me, I now, and when it comes to come a person, I now have an opportunity to speak not only to my situation, but to someone else's situation, okay? And I, I'm able to speak life into it so they don't have to stay in the state that they're in, okay? And listen to this. I'm able to speak life in it because here's what God did. When the Spirit entered you, He gives you a new vision for your life. He gives you a, he, he allows you to see into the future again, and he enables us to speak positively to make the thing happen. Because here's what I've learned about us in the body of Christ. Some of us have settled for less. We've settled for, I can't be, I can't achieve, I can't get, I can't whatever, and we use whatever excuse we need to use to justify where we find ourselves. I'm standing before you to say to you as a child of God, when the Holy Spirit enters your life, less is not acceptable when it comes to God. I want y'all to hear me say this. This is why I read the passage in John. He came that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. I want y'all to hear me say this. So we need to stop settling as believers in Christ. You need to understand, when you look at the canon of Scripture, the people of God who obeyed God was tremendously blessed by God as long as they did what God wanted them to do. Let me give you a couple of examples, and this is where I'm saying I'm sounding like a prosperity person, but I want y'all to hear me. I'm not that, but there's truth there. Lock into this. When David went into battle for the Lord, he won the victory, but he left the battle richer than he was when he first went in. Do you see that? Every person who God uses in Scripture, even when, David puts it this way, when his son died, we have to get to the place where we learn to encourage ourselves in the Lord because we can speak life to our situation because Proverbs is correct. The power, what's it say? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. What you speak, you start believing and you start living. So I want y'all to hear me say this, church. If you have a son or a daughter, or a family member that's not acting right. Quit speaking death. Especially as a child of God, because listen to me, you are prophesying to them. And remember the dia word, the through word? You are almost as if you're, you're, you're conforming God to your image and likeness, and you're speaking death into the person as opposed to speaking life. And here's what happens. Here's, let, let, let me, marital relationship, and don't nobody do this. This is just an illustration, okay? Here's the deal. Wife accuses husband of cheating, and husband has never cheated a day in his life. But every time she sees him, you cheating on me. You cheating on me. You cheating on me. And he's like, girl, what's wrong with you? I'm not cheating on you. You cheating on me. You cheating on me. Every woman is saying, you cheating on me. You know what he eventually says? There you go. Why? Because she released it prophetically 
into the atmospheric realm, and, and he all of a sudden starts to believe what she says. I want you all to hear me say this. As, as, body of, as a body of believers, as believers in Christ, we need to know who we are. This Holy Spirit that's in us is not only used for God's purpose to bring people into the kingdom of God, but it's enable us to live life. So here's the, here, here's the beauty of the power of dreaming and prophecy that resides in me. If I am tempted with sin, here's what the Scripture says, take every thought captive and submit it to the things of Christ. I can speak life. Felix, you're not going to look at that. I release the prophetic word over my life, and I can adjust accordingly. You're not going to be broke. You're not going to be beat down. You might as well go in and get a job. You don't have to settle for less. You can get promoted. You can work hard. You can get that education. You can succeed in life. You can be who God will have because of who's in me. And, 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 and I can't normally do that if God isn't in me. So here's the thing I want you all to understand. That's the supernatural power and ability that the church has. Here is what happened subsequent to Acts. Peter and them, I believe it was him and John going up to the temple and, and lock into the invalid that's sitting there. Hey, can I have some silver and gold? Listen to their response. I don't have silver and gold, but I just realized that in the last days, God's going to pour out his spirit in all flesh. And I'm dreaming again. And I have vision again. And I have prophetic ability. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do one better than silver and gold. Get up. Take your bed. You see the power? You see the power? You see the power, okay? Let me go back to my Maria story. This is what's tripping me out because I'm preparing this text and I'm saying, it works. She released prophetically into the atmospheric realm. My son is coming home again. My son is not going to stay there. Believers, I want y'all to pray with me. I want you to align with me. I want us all to release this prophetic word into the atmospheric realm because of who is in us. Listen to me, y'all. Some of our children are still where they are because we refuse to prophesy over their life. And, and, and listen to what our dreams, we have stopped dreaming for them because they've done it so long. So our dream has been altered. Well, all she going to be is a nobody. All he going to be is a nobody. Dream again. Have visions again. Please hear me. Do not settle yourself short. Know who is in you. Call that child. Call yourself. Prophesy over yourself. I'm not going to stay in this situation. God has created me for more. You have the power to release the word and listen to this and believe it by faith and start walking it out. And watch what God's going to do. Watch what God's going to do. Now, let me pick, and I'm going to end with this. Let me pick on you. As, as, as those of you that are here that are American-born. <sighs> there is no excuse for any person that's born by default in these United States not to exceed in life. 
I'm done, but let me, I got to say this, okay? Nobody get offended, but just let me say this. The man can't hold you back. The woman can't hold you back. <laughs> I want you to hear me. I can give you a plethora of examples of people that crossed the borders illegally seeking opportunities that you have here in America. And they get here and they excel. And here's what we say. Well, if they'd been in slavery, they wouldn't have been able because they have something. No, 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 no. The same God that's in them. The same God that's in them. Let me go to my Greek word. The Greek word, all. <laughs> you have the same opportunity. They have the same opportunity. All of us as people of God have the same opportunity. Listen to me, church. Stop settling. Stop settling. Dream again. Revive that dream. If it was a dream for a business, revive it. If it's a dream to go back to school, revive it. If it's a dream to excel in life, revive it. God, open my eyes to dream again. Show me visions again. Show me all that stuff, okay? Because here, here's the last part, and I'm going to done. The last phrase says, and, and, and the result of your dreaming and the result of your vision is not for you, is to re-engage God again so that whoever sees you, hey, man, how did that happen? Man, nobody but God. God did that through me. And then this is what happens. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be what? Say, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so here's, 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 here's how Paul, here's how, I keep saying Paul, Peter says this, and we're going to see this next week. Listen to this. See how y'all mess up the scripture. This gift is for me, it's for you, it's for your children, and your children's children. It's for whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. So everybody on the face of the earth can have the same ability to dream, to have vision, and to prophesy. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. I just want to say prophetically to somebody in here, dream again. Dream again. Revive that thing. Speak prophetically into it. Number one, allow God to use you first. Number two, allow God to bless you based on his spirit that's in you. Stand to your feet with me. Stand to your feet with me. Stand to your feet with me. God, your word is sharp. It's powerful. Quicker than any two-edged sword piercing the heart, dividing a son to God. You, you do whatever you need to do. I know the message is edgy and somebody, I'm hoping people don't take it out of context and saying salvation is just to do this. No, no, it's God first. God first. God first. God first. The kingdom first. The result of the kingdom, God blesses us. But we need to dream again. We need to have visions again. We need to prophesy again. You've given this ministry a crazy vision. A crazy vision. And now, God, we're talking to services, not because of what's now, but because of what you're going to do. And a lot of us don't understand that, and we're nervous and scared about that. That's good. That's good. Because we're going to dream again. We're going to have vision again. We're going to prophesy again because we see you adding 3,000 souls and 4,000 souls. And people are coming, God, to your kingdom. But every person in here, we bless them. But, God, if there's one here, one, one that don't know you, that have not said yes, draw them, God. Draw them. Draw them. Draw them. In your name.